Father God, we just thank you, Lord. You are our most trusted friend, our most trusted confidant. Lord God, we're so grateful to have you, to have you close to us, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And Lord God, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord would say, I will come to you. In your time of need, I will be there for you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. You don't have to wonder. I will be there for you. Spirit's just putting in my heart to say this is that um, there's too much nonsense going on in the minds of the believers. Too much nonsense. Things that you're thinking on that are nonsensical, that are not proving to be of any worth. And it's time to, to reevaluate what's going on in your thought process, in your mind. And cut out things that have no value. We need to guard our minds more carefully. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we just worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you just have your way in this service tonight in every way, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for a word from you tonight in due season that will change us, Lord, forever because of the power of your word and the power of your love for us. We thank you, Father God, that our focus is yours. And, Lord God, that our hearts are yours, Lord God. Mold us and shape us, Lord, to be more like you. We just love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so on Sunday, we heard a good word from our pastor, Donnie, called uh, Redirected. And... Um, God is good. Amen? Sorry, just a little thrown off. Um, called Redirected, and it was good. It was about how, uh, you know, there may some, there will be some times in our lives where God will need to redirect us and how we need to uh, receive that. And it was just a really good word, so you might want to listen to that if you weren't here. Uh, but tonight's message is called Requalified. And um, we're going to go over that in just a minute. But let's just say a quick prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that our focus is yours and that you just have your way in tonight's service. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Milton. Um, tonight we're going to talk about reevaluating and requalifying our lives in five different areas, okay? Um, to qualify something, when the Lord told me to, to talk about requalifying, oh, I'm supposed to do this first. 
thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for coming out tonight. And I know that you're coming out not just to support us, but you're coming out because you're hungry and want to hear the word of God. And I just want to say, good for you. Good for you. Pushing through, getting here, uh, pushing through the fatigue or the busyness of your life or the nonsense as it is, and, and getting here. I just want to say, um, you know, from the Lord, because he told me to say this, thank you for uh, pressing through and being faithful. Amen? He, he appreciates that. And, uh, of course, I do as well. Um, so to qualify something, whenever the Lord was telling me this, um, I heard the word uh, re-qualified, and I was like, okay, well, what does that quite mean? And I was trying to figure out what he wanted me to say about being qualified, and, and, uh, and so he said, just look it up, and I'll show you. So I looked up the definition. Of course, I do. And uh, to qualify something, one definition of qualifying something is adjusting it or changing it to make it right. You qualify it. You put it, you adjust it to however you need it to be to make it right. And so that's how we're looking at requalified. We're going to requalify because you may have done some adjustments before. Maybe when you first got saved or you first got serious about serving God, you may have qualified some things, you know, adjusted some things to make it right. But I think tonight we need a readjustment. We need a requalification. We need to requalify, reevaluate, and get some things back in line. And there's five different areas that the Lord wanted me to talk to you about tonight. They're going to go quick. So if you got your notes, you can just write them down and let the Lord speak to you a little bit more about them later. But the five things that we're going to go over that may need uh, um, some change to get them in the right order are these five things. Faith, finances, friendships, family, and fun. <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. Faith, finances, friendships, family, and fun. I didn't ask you to make a slide for that. I wish I would have. <laughs> so... We're going to start off right in the middle with friendships, okay, or the company that we keep. First um, Corinthians fifteen thirty three. This is New Testament, okay, and this is the God's Word translation. Says, "Don't let anyone deceive you. Associating with bad people will ruin decent people." We've heard it like this: bad company corrupts good character. Now we may think that this is a scripture for some teenagers, or you may you may think that it's a scripture for you know somebody at your office who's hanging around with the wrong group. But let me just tell you, this is a scripture for you, and it's time for us to get serious about who we're hanging out with and what's happening. Um, those that spend that you spend time your time with can inspire you to greatness or drag you down to mediocrity. Be careful with whom you surround yourself, because you will indeed be surrounded. If it is not someone that challenges you to be better, then you may not be reaching your, your full or your best potential. And that's kind of on you because you're choosing to flock with the chickens instead of soar with the eagles. <laughs> Amen? Uh, bad company could mean more than just an evil person. There's a lot of translations that say evil people, you know, but bad company could mean more than just somebody being evil. Uh, what if it just means a bad fit for you? Okay, what if, a person that has, uh, what if a person that has no drive to be better could indeed be bad for you? Okay, um, if you spend your time around someone who is always negative or tearing things down, that is no place for a believer. Yeah, that's no place for a believer, and you don't need, if you're a believer, you don't need to be somebody that's always negative or tearing someone down either. Choose a better fit for your life. Requalify that situation and change it until you get it right. 
God will provide better friends for you, for you if you will allow him to do so. And it's so funny because when I was putting this message together, I got a few phone calls on my phone. And, you know, whenever some kind of bogus situation is calling and it says scam likely, scam likely, the Lord told me to say, requalify the list of your people that are in your life. And if they're scam likely, <laughs> they need to be taken out of your inner circle. Amen? If they're shady or negative or you know they're going to take you down the wrong road, even in your thought process, maybe you need to limit your, and I'm not saying cut them completely out because maybe God's called you to minister to them, but as far as spending time with them, hanging out, going to movies, you know, uh, doing fun things like that, you might want to re-qualify that time and adjust it and put it in right standing with what God wants for your life. Because I'm telling you, I've seen it time and time and time again. Somebody that's on fire for the Lord will get and start hanging out with somebody that's not, and before you know it, they're both off, off the path. So it's very important, even as believers, even as seasoned believers, for us to requalify our relationships, our friendships, and make sure that we're not hanging out with some turkeys, okay? All right? I know that sounds strange. You know, maybe that sounds like a, it could be a, something for kids, but it's not. It's for adults as well. Amen? So our friendships are important for us to requalify, amen, and adjust. Okay, so that leads us right into fun because that kind of goes hand in hand because what you're doing with your friends is your fun stuff, usually. And James 4.17 in the God's Word translation says this, Whoever, this is such an interesting thing that the Lord put this scripture with this, with this title. I just was blown away when he brought it up in my spirit to put with this title. Whoever knows what is right but doesn't do it is sinning. And I said, Lord, that goes with fun? And he said, it certainly does. The next thing I'm going to briefly touch on, which kind of goes with the one above, is fun. What we do for fun is really a tell-all about our character. If there is anything unclean or unholy about our fun, it is time to requalify that until it gets right. If we want the very best life that God has for us, then we need to recognize sin for what it is and choose wisely. Living for God is indeed fun. He can provide for you much better than you can provide for yourself. Since I have been serving God, I have gone to so many fun places that I never could have gone to without God. I just know it. I just know it in my knower. Okay, God has taken me some places I could not, not have gone on my own. And uh, he has sent me to so many fun places I know I've never gone on my own. Trusting him with my fun has truly paid off. On another note, I want you all to listen to this. When I have detoured from this in my life, there's been times, even serving God, that I have chosen unwisely and put something to before my eyes that I shouldn't have or gone somewhere that I was uncomfortable. And when I've done that, every time, it's like I've opened up a little bit of, an, uh, of a door and I have been attacked every single time because there's been a door that I opened up by doing something I knew was unholy. Whether it was an attack physically, whether it was an attack in my mind, whether it was an attack in my relationships, there has been an attack because a little bit of a doorway was opened when I did something that I knew was unholy. Okay? So, choose wisely. I definitely have suffered consequences from choosing unwisely. <laughs> choosing sin opens doors that the enemy can slide through, so it's best to stay pure and keep those doors shut. Requalify your fun and let God lead you. Amen? 
Told you I was going to go fast. I'm going fast. Already two out of five down. All right. Third one is faith. Now, this scripture is so interesting because, you know, whenever we think of faith, we always think of all the faith scriptures, right? And we just go, you know, and this is a scripture the Lord took me to, James 1, 7 and 8. It's in the, the Living Bible. And every decision you m then make will be uncertain as you turn first this way and that. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you any solid answer. So... We've heard it like if you're, un if you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways, don't think you're ever going to get anything from God like that. But I thought this was interesting. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you an, any solid answer. So the next thing we need to be more sure to, we need to be sure to requalify or to adjust or put in the right way is our faith, meaning we need to adjust it to get it right. If we find ourselves doubting every time we start out in faith, listen. If you're on a faith project or you're thinking about something and you're believing God for something and you have a lot of thoughts that come at you, now I'm not talking about the stray thought that tries to hit and you correct it and you get it put in its place. I'm talking about if you've got a lot, if you're assaulted with a lot of doubt concerning this situation, then you are not in faith over it. Your faith needs to be requalified. How do you requalify your faith? Let me tell you. Okay, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. If we are hearing the circumstances louder than the word, then we are probably in doubt and in no position to receive from the Lord. We need to adjust the intake of the word so that it is the most dominant thing in our lives. So then the circumstances won't have control over our beliefs and we can actually receive from the Lord. Does that make sense? That's very clear, right? If your doubts and your thoughts are consuming you more than your faith is on the matter, and I've spoken this to you many different ways, many different times, but tonight again, the Lord is saying, if those doubts are consuming you more than your faith over the situation and the word of God should, becoming more, become, should be more dominant than those doubts coming at you. Now, again, it's okay if you have some thoughts try to come against you. Let's say you're believing God for... Um, a new house, or you're believing God for, you know, um, it doesn't have to be something materialistic. It can just be, you know, anything. You're just believing God for a better relationship. And these thoughts might come at you, it's never going to work, it's never going to be better, it's not, you know, whatever. And then if that's the case, what do you do with that thought? Well, if you've got enough of the word in you, the word will come up and displace that thought of doubt so that you can walk in faith and receive what God has for you. If you don't have enough word in you to do that, you're going to remain in that doubt and you're not going to receive what God has for you. And it's not going to be God's fault. You understand? All right. So we need to requalify our faith, meaning we need to adjust it to get it right. And we need to intake we need to adjust the intake of the word so that it is the most dominant thing in your lives. So then the circumstances won't have control over your belief and you can actually receive from the Lord. Amen? Okay, number four. All right, moving right along. Finances. This is interesting too. I thought the Lord would give me a scripture about, you know, faithfulness or, or tithing or, you know, something like that. But he didn't. He took me to Psalms 24.1 in the God's Word translation. It says, the earth and everything in it, everything it, the earth and everything it contains are the Lord's. The world and all who live in it are His. 
So I was like, okay, Lord, what's the adjustment that needs to be made? And this is it. I think we need to recognize that all we have is first the Lord's. When thinking about our possessions, we need to understand that God has been very generous to us all. Requalifying our thoughts toward our finances is the most important thing that we could do when it comes to our money and our possessions. Adjusting our thoughts to get them right about this can be difficult, mainly because we all work hard. We all work. You know, we all work hard. And so we work hard for that increase, so we often feel like it is our place to determine where it goes. Right? We get the check. It's made out to Tory Gant, Rita Gant, wherever. You know, Yolanda McKelvey, it's made out to her. You know, the check is made out to you, Milton. So we think that this check is ours. Well, the adjustment that we need to make here is that everything is the Lord's. That may be a little hard to take because you work hard. Elijah works hard for his money. I see he's running out there every day, running, doing his job. I know. But you know what? That money is not yours. It's the Lord's first. And the Lord's been very generous to bless us with enough of everything that we need to have a good life. Amen? So I think if we make that, if we requalify our thought process when it comes to the money, the possessions, the things, then we'll have a better mindset toward what, what does God want me to do with this? What does God want me to do with this? Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm jumping ahead. Mainly because we all do work hard for our increase, so we often feel like it is our place to determine where it all goes. That could be a lack of trust. That can come from many things, but usually it has its roots in a fear of lack and or a fear of losing control. A lot of times we want to hold on to what's ours because we have either a fear of lack or we have a fear of losing control. Anybody else? Well, this is mine, mine, all mine. Like the little, uh, the little birds in, uh, what is it, Finding Nemo? Mine, 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 mine. You know? And, and we just want to hang on to it because we feel like if we, don't, if we don't hold on to everything that, you know, we'll be out of control. But I promise you, if you release it to the Lord and ask him to show you how to do it, which I'm, I'm, I'm just really honestly barely learning, honestly, because I am a control freak. And I'm barely learning. I, I know about the tithe, and that's his, and I've been tithing for years. But the rest of it, Lord, help me. You know? That's hard to just say, okay, God, what is it? What do you want me to do here? What I think I know. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. We all know that things need to be paid, and life needs to run smoothly. But what I'm talking about adjusting is our mindset concerning who it all belongs to. If we don't include God in what we do with our money, then how do we expect him to bless us the way that he desires to bless us? If we are in control, then we are in control. Uh, let's requalify and adjust this process to include God's leading by simply just asking him for direction. I promise you, you won't be sorry that you did. Recently, the Lord told me, I was doing a little bit of shopping to get ready for my trip because I just got back from California. And the Lord told me, as I was shopping, as I was in the mall shopping, to give one of my purses away. And it was the newest one, and it was the best one. <laughs> it was about a four dollars to $500 purse. And, of course, you know, I didn't pay that because I get everything on sale. But, uh, but you know, it, uh, it was the one that I just use on Sundays that I keep all pretty. And, you know, and I got it for Mother's Day and, you know, that kind of thing. So all these things, and then he's like, just, I need you to sew that. 
And I was like, okay, <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. That's not a problem. So just had to tell my flesh to shut up. And I went and got it, cleaned it up, and sewed it to where I needed to sew it. And uh, that's right, Ryan. Thank you for your uh, vote of, uh, of encouragement. So when I sewed it, the person that I sewed it to told me that they had just had a conversation with a coworker. Then they had just said to that coworker, I wouldn't be able to buy a purse for four or $500, but if the Lord wants me to have one, he can do it. Wow. Wow. To me, that testimony is better than having that purse. How amazing is that? That's amazing. So I'm telling you, you won't be sorry if you do what God's asking you to do with your finances. Ephesians 3.20 says, with God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything that we can ask or even think of. Amen? So God is looking to bless you in ways that you haven't even thought of. Amen? Um, and then the fifth one and the final one is family. And when the Lord told me to touch on this, I was a little gun shy because we're so fierce about our families, right? I mean, we are like family is everything, you know, because that's how we're built, right? We're just loyal and family, you know? And the scripture that the Lord gave me was very surprising. It's in Matthew 12, 46 through 50. I've got it here in the message because it just made more sense. While Jesus, he was still talking to the crowd, Jesus' mother and brothers showed up. They were outside, try, outside trying to get a message to him, and then someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are out here wanting to speak with you. Jesus didn't respond directly, but said, who do you think my mother and brothers are? He then stretched out his hand toward his disciples. Look closely. These are my mother and brothers. Obedience is thicker than blood. Whew, that's hard. The person who obeys my heavenly father's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. Wow. Wow. I know that to most of us, family, like I said, is everything. And I believe that family is very important to God. It is. But the adjustment that needs to be made is not in lessening the value of our families, but in increasing the bond of loyalty and love to include the body of Christ that God has connected you to. I'll say that again. The adjustment that needs to be made is not in lessening the value of our families, but in, incre in increasing the bond of loyalty and love to include the body of Christ that God has connected us to, who is our family. Jesus said it. And you know, it's so easy just to come here on Sundays and come here on Wednesdays and to do what we got to do and, you know, be in people's lives for a little bit. But God wants us to go a little further, to reach a little farther, and to really connect with those he's called us to be family with. And I think oftentimes we, we don't do that. I think oftentimes we don't do that. And I think what, what we're, we're missing in that requalification or that readjustment is the closeness that he really wants us to have and the dependency on him and his body that he really needs us to have. Um, just recently, my sister Pamela called me to have me just talk with her about something she was, had a question on. And to me, I think that that is a very good example of reaching out to a sister, reaching out to someone and just saying, hey, can I run this by you? What do you think of this? And then we prayed together, and then God showed her what to do. 
you know, which I think he had already shown her to do, but, but he, she just wanted to talk with me about it. And I think that's a good connecting point. If we could think of that, and, and I know life's busy. I know I'm the first one to say life is busy, you know. I understand that. You know, I'd, I'd love to see Ryan more. I'd, like to, I'd love to see Ryan three or four times a week, you know. But I'm telling you, we need to, we need to all make better efforts to reach out to one another to, so to, to requalify our relationships when it comes to family and maybe redesign the zone that we have because family isn't just Pastor Tori and Miracle and Jaira and Justice and Nana. Family is bigger than that. So what's bigger than that for you? You know? And I understand. Trust me, I understand people. People. <laughs> people are challenging. I understand that. And, you know, sometimes even more so in the body of Christ. I get it. Let me tell you what I wrote here. Loving God's family like we love our own family will take some practice and some determination and a large dose of daily patience. (laughs) Amen? But I know we have it in us. So let's choose to love the family God has given us and each other and take the time to care for, encourage, and lift each other up. Amen? So requalifying or readjusting or adjusting and changing these five things to get them right before God will increase the quality of our lives and put us on the right track to a fulfilled life. In Ephesians 2.10, God says that he gave us life to do good and that he even put before us good works for us to do, okay? Um, let us be found living a life that is pleasing to him, living a life of faith and living a life of doing good. That's what we were created for. If you ever wonder what your purpose is, it's that, Ephesians 2.10. You're created to do good works. You're created to do good. Okay? And so, in recap, dun 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 we're going to get out of here way early tonight. In recap, uh, to requalify something means to adjust and change things until they are right. Um, friendships, we need to make sure that we're associating with people that will help us to grow. Amen? Uh, fun, make sure that everything that we're doing in fun is holy and clean, okay? Uh, in faith, make sure that, um, that we're not in doubt, that the word of God is, is in us is stronger than the word of doubt that comes at us. Did y'all hear me? The word of faith in us needs to be stronger than the word of doubt that comes at us, okay? Important. Finances. Everything is the Lord's. Ask him what he wants you to do with it instead of just deciding on your own all the time. Okay? And family. Make sure that we don't just limit that to the people that we were born with because God has a bigger situation for us to handle. Amen? For us to be a part of. Amen? All right. So when we readjust or requalify these five things, we're going to get our lives in alignment with what God wants, and we're going to have a more fulfilling life. So, does anybody have any questions or would you like to say anything that might have stood out to you before we close? That's good. Yes.
Wow. That's pretty amazing. So that would be a good uh, example of letting God show you what to do with your money. Amen. Anybody else? The purse. I love it. I love that. That's more, that's more precious to me than the purse ever was. You know? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A difference in yours. Mm-hmm. I heard it said once that um, in, a, in a, any kind of a relationship, you're either ministering to them or they're ministering to you. So let's make sure it's an equal ministering of the good things. Amen? Because if they're ministering negative things to you, it's going to drag you down. So that's good. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't want to be rude or we don't want to, you know, uh, hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. But we can do it gently. We can just not, you know, not be available. <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, unless the Lord tells you, hey, you need to tell them that's not a holy thing and I'm not doing it. I had to do that to a lot of relationships when I first became saved. And I lost a lot of friends. But that's okay because God gave me y'all. So, gave me family. So, anyone else? The fun? I can't hear you. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And every single time I have not chosen wisely, I have been attacked. And it could be something as simple as watching a movie that has something in it I know I shouldn't be watching, but it's a brief scene. I promise you. And the enemy, you know, he's defeated. He's under my feet. He has no power over me. But I'm not going to give him any either, you know? So... I'm sorry? Yeah, we can have a blast. Yeah, we don't have to have that, that, that mess for fun. We do. Anyone else before we close? Okay, so what are the five different uh, things that we need to requalify? All right. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, we just love you. We thank you, Lord God, for this little teaching that you've given us tonight, Lord God. We just ask you, Father, to help us to clean some things up that might need cleaning. And so, Father God, that we can get the, the best quality of life that you paid such a dear price for us to have. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for just this little reminder. And we just ask you, Lord, to show us in these different areas if there's anything that we need to do to uh, adjust and requalify our situations. We thank you, Lord, for it. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming out tonight.